0: Welcome to Life on the Brink, a lovely little place filled with inspiration and creativity that is dedicated to enjoying life one day at a time. I'm Anna, and together we're exploring the beautiful things in this world that fascinate us, and often discovering something new. friend, welcome to episode 78 of Life on the Brink, and Merry Christmas! If you're listening to this on the day it's released, we have like three days till Christmas, which is wild, and we're now in winter. It's always a little sneaky when winter shows up, but here we are. I am very excited. This uh, Making this week's podcast was kind of one of the last things on my list for this week, so that I now have a break. Like many of us, I know we're just ticking off the last sort of thing until it's all Christmas stuff. And um, it's a very special time of year and I hope that you enjoy it. I wish you and your family a very wonderful, safe, joyful holiday and a beautiful start to the new year. That's kind of what today's episode is focusing on. During these final weeks of the year, there is much celebration. There's parties, and we're feasting, and there's a lot to do, and then there's a lot of celebrating. And it stretches usually until January, you know, up until New Year's Day. But alongside this festivity also comes quite a bit of reflection. As we rapidly approach the new year, with its freshness and its promises, we often feel the need to set new goals, to reinvent ourselves, basically, and that's right on the tails of a busy holiday season and a whole bunch of of out-of-the-ordinary partying. It really doesn't make sense. So what if we took a softer, more gentle approach to welcoming the new year? In today's episode, I'm just sharing a few prompts, some questions, and some ideas to help you reflect and appreciate what this past year has meant to you and how you have changed within it and then i just have a few fun ways to ease into january without unnecessary pressure so before we jump into it i would like to invite you to make yourself a very warm cup of tea or hot chocolate maybe and join me right now i'm in a very very cozy sweater And I'm drinking um, another one of those teas from the David's Tea um, 12-count holiday sampler. I'm going to leave a a link to it in the blog. But this week, I'm drinking their Alpine Punch blend, which is really, really nice. It doesn't taste like punch. It has like coconut and apple and cinnamon and ginger and that kind of thing. So just the perfect thing for this Christmas week. And once you have your cup of tea let's talk about new year's day think about the energy that comes with each new springtime when new flowers are emerging from the earth and birds are chirping overhead again or think of the cookouts and beach days that come with each summer we have more energy and a natural inclination for action in the warmer months, and our bodies crave more activity and more water along with all of the sunshine. But Christmas, for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, comes with the quiet arrival of winter. Most of the time I don't even realize it's here until after the holidays. And winter is a time of rest, of hunkering down and cozying up, and time moves at a slower pace. The sun sets early, which encourages us to sleep longer with less noise. And I think it's part of a beautiful circular annual rhythm that we go through each year. And I think it's worth honoring that, what you're naturally um, inclined to do during the winter. So why is it then that on January 1st, right in the beginning of (laughs) wintertime... We insist on reinventing ourselves, on changing our rhythms and making dreams happen now, immediately after a week of partying. Is it really the best time to make drastic changes? Now, I really do enjoy the celebration of New Year's Eve, not only because I have some very um, beloved family traditions, but because there is something lovely about marking the time similar to like a birthday, because regardless of what season it's in, New Year's Day does feel fresh and new, and it's exposed in the bright winter sun. So this year, I simply wish to enjoy that freshness without any pressure. Which leads me into the first section of this episode, reflection. This is one of my favorite parts. Thinking back on the previous year, maybe reading journal entries and intentions for the past 12 months, it's a chance to slow down and assess. This year, why not start with a few simple questions? I have a list of 10 that I'd like to share with you. So first, I would look at either a journal or maybe through your phone for photos of the past year, very quickly, and then write down your answers to these questions, whatever comes to mind. Number one. What were some of the big highlights from this year? What made them so significant? Number two, what were this year's biggest challenges? How have you grown through them? Number three, what took you by surprise this year? Number four, what routines or habits were most precious to you? How can you continue or build upon them next year? Number five, what brought you the most stress this year? Is there anything you can do to alleviate it next year? Number six. What brought you a strong sense of satisfaction? What about a sense of comfort? Number seven. How have your relationships changed in the past year? Number eight. What were you most afraid of one year ago? Is that still the case? What might change in the future? Number nine. What goals did you make last January? Did you meet them? If not, have your goals changed? How can you help yourself succeed this year? And number 10, what are you most grateful for right now? The simple act of reflecting, I think, is a great tool to see what's working for you and what's not working for you. Personally, for me, some of the big highlights of 2022 included... Well, buying a house with Josh, traveling to Canada, also going on a big Disney trip with my family last summer. I completed my first year as a chorus teacher, which was something new. And I threw a tea party picnic for my birthday, which was a big highlight. I didn't expect it to be as big, but it was. And I watched Josh complete his master's degree. Very exciting stuff. And of course, there were challenges that I didn't expect, and things that I didn't or couldn't plan for. But I love to think about what those experiences have taught me. About God, about myself. Every year, we have the opportunity to learn and grow. And without stopping to reflect and enjoy that growth, it will easily go unnoticed. That, to me, is the main purpose of reflection around New Year's Eve. I just like to see where I am, see how far I've come, and then I'm able to think about this year, the new year. And some of your answers to those questions may surprise you. So it's nice to just take stock. And with that being said, many of the questions on that list I just read out to you, they pertain to the future, How can you take what you've experienced and learned this year to enjoy next year? That leads us to the subject of goals and goal-setting. And, I'm putting in parentheses, dreaming. (laughs) Many people make resolutions on New Year's Day, as the new year, the new calendar, presents a sort of clean slate in our minds. By now, we all know, though, that the success rate of most New Year's resolutions is quite small. So what if we took uh, a different approach? One that would actually help you towards where you're trying to go, rather than make you feel guilty, especially at the beginning of a new year. I do want to direct you first to episode 20 of Life on the Brink, which was entitled Setting Goals for Enjoying Life and Reflections on Success. So in that episode, I did lay out some more specific ways to go about setting goals for yourself. And so I feel like January is a good good time to give it a listen. So go ahead and check that out. I've left a link for it in the show notes. Personally, I did make a few goals last year at the beginning of 2022, one of which was very big and (laughs) and pertained to my career as a musician. But about halfway through this past year, I came to understand that it really wasn't time for that kind of goal. Rather, this year was not a very good time for it. So I had to let that goal go. And it wasn't easy, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I know that it's what was needed for this year. And I know that it was also just kind of attached to how I saw my self-worth. So that was just, you know, an opportunity for, for growth and digging. Um, but in contrast, Josh and I bought a house. And that's really big. And I wasn't thinking about that last January. I didn't set that goal, Um, but it has taken a lot of time and a lot of effort and it will continue to be a big transition in 2023. So it makes sense and it feels right that this is a time of focusing on that, you know? So I don't feel bad for letting go of a goal that I set last January. But I did, however, make another goal to read 30 books, and I have surpassed that. I won't give my final number now because it's still 2022, and I still plan on finishing hopefully two more books. But it's over 30, I can tell you that. So that is worth celebrating to me. I did make that goal, and it's something that I've really enjoyed and I think has served me well. And I talk all about celebrating, (laughs) goals like that in episode 57 this past year this past summer we had a summer reading challenge which not only fed this goal and love of reading but gave some good excuses to celebrate (laughs) so reflecting on the past year is a chance to look at the types of goals you set and on a broader scale the kind of life you want to lead Every goal is likely just a small part of a bigger picture, that is, the way you envision your quote-unquote dream life. For example, my biggest goal for 2023 is to make our new house feel like a home by Christmas. I would love that. At least downstairs in the main living area and kitchen. (laughs) And that goal I've discovered is tied to a vision or a dream I have of my future self. And it looks like this. I wake up slowly, looking out at the trees from my bed, then slowly putter over to the kitchen. While the kettle boils, I tidy up a few small things from the night before, then make myself a cup of tea. I take my mug outside to the deck, and have a look at the forest and a bit of pond that sits at the end of our yard, Maybe I tend to a few plants or I gather some herbs from the garden. All is quiet as the sun rises over the trees. As I was just thinking about the way I would love, you know, my life to look, that's what I wrote out. This is the kind of dream that I have for myself. And I'm able to um, color it with the vision of the actual house that we've bought. So it's crazy that in our new house, in our future home, I can have a morning that looks exactly like that. (laughs) But in the meantime, let's break down some of the details in that dream. We have uh, waking up early to enjoy the morning, making a cup of tea, spending time outside, uh, living in a home that is well-lived in because there's stuff to tidy up from the night before, a garden to tend, and most importantly, peace of mind. A slow morning that is unhurried and not stressful. These are small moments that are not inherently tied to the complete vision of my future, but they are what the dream is really about. Waking up peacefully and enjoying my home. And the cool part is I can do that now. And I often do. Each year I hope to grow more into myself and create a home that reflects me and my family more and more. But the essence of what my heart longs for is much less about a house and much more about what it represents, about the moments that can happen there. So when you look at it that way, my dream and your dream is much closer than we think it is. This year, I invite us all to try thinking about the root of our desires and what that could look like. And if you must set a goal, Let it be something small, something attainable. And let it lead you to a further enjoyment of your day-to-day life, even now. Be patient and be kind to yourself, because you are already good enough. You're already enough right now. Let's let January be a time of dreaming rather than doing. Because we have all year to put plans to action, I think we just need a little bit of time to really think about the future, think about our lives, think about what it can look like, and it's winter. Give yourself that space to dream, and if it sticks and you want to make a plan for one part of it, then you have time. Let's move on to part three. We had reflection, goal setting, and now celebration. These kinds of exercises, um, I think, are really beneficial, asking yourself questions. And they're even more beneficial when you share them with your partner or perhaps with family and friends. So why not try maybe one night this week and sit down with those that you love and share your answers to the questions above or questions that come up as you begin talking about this past year? It's so much easier to see the the brightness and the successes of other people. So it's nice to celebrate each other and learn more about the thoughts and dreams of those you love. And I would also argue that just the action of gathering to speak about the year is in and of itself um, like an impactful memory. While I was writing up this episode, I was really reminded of the book uh, The Power of Moments which was, uh, I read it over the summer. And in fact, episode 58 is all about that book. And something that's really stressed in, in the power of moments is the idea of marking things and celebrating and like mm, creating ceremony for the beginnings and ends of things, even if it's in the middle of something, because we naturally remember transitions, but how many new year's Eve's do you actually remember? You know, they they are consistent. So I think the action of taking time to think about the past year is special and it will mark that time and it will create a beautiful memory. And if you'd like, of course, episode fifty-eight will be linked in the show notes, so you can check that out. Amazing book, by the way. And I also have another cool idea that you can take in a couple different forms. And it's based off of an interesting tradition that my sister sarah has kept for at least 10 years and it's basically this jar that she fills with little pieces of paper what happens is over the course of the year she writes down whenever someone says something funny and it like it has to really hit like she's laughing really hard <laughs> and she'll write it down on a piece of paper and put it in this jar and forget about it but she'll also put in little um, like scraps of things or ticket stubs, nice moments or maybe some photos and stuff like that. Then at the end of the year, either New Year's Eve or I think this year she's going to actually do it on Christmas Day because we'll all be together. She empties the jar and reads them off one by one. And it's nice because it's kind of like little joy times 365. You know, you are brought into some really funny moments, even if I wasn't there, then she has to tell a funny story. And it goes on for a long while. We all end up laughing hysterically, but we're also remembering when those moments happened. I know this year um, with the Disney trip that we all went on together, there's gonna be some that happened there and then that's gonna bring up memories of that trip, which is really nice. And it's become uh, a tradition for all of us to <laughs> listen to Sarah's jar full of funny things. and. So if you'd like to to have something like that, or maybe keep track of something in your journal, even if it's not a funny thing, it could be a nice thing. It could be like keeping track of little joys just for the purpose of looking back at them at the end of the year. It's just an idea, but I think it would make a nice tradition. So, however and wherever you choose to celebrate the passing of another year, I hope that perhaps this episode has given you some ways to gently welcome the new year. There's no pressure to transform yourself on January 1st, so simply enjoy it as a chance to reflect on the good times of last year and to dream about the future. And now I'd like to share something that I think is pretty cool. (laughs) Over the next few weeks, um, we all have a bit of a break. I hope you enjoy your holiday break, whatever it looks like. Uh, I'll be taking one myself, so I am going to take a couple weeks off of the podcast to really just enjoy my family and books and that kind of thing. So I wanted to share the top three episodes of Life on the Brink, as decided by you all, (laughs) so that if you are looking for more episodes, you can always, you know, explore the archive. But I think it's fun to share this kind of thing, because I was kind of surprised by which ones were the most popular. In third spot, we have podcast 68, Canadian Autumn, seasonal inspiration from my trip to Banff. I loved this episode. I'm just really surprised how much you guys loved this episode. It was very autumnal, very cozy, as was uh, the episode in second place, which is podcast 67, the one that was published right before that called Cozy Season is Here, Everything I'm Reading, Watching, and Celebrating This Season, which was, of course, all about autumn as well. And number one most popular episode of 2022 was Podcast 49, Living Slowly and How to Enjoy the Important Things. That podcast was greatly inspired by the book Seeking Slow by Melanie Barnes, and I've had uh, several people actually tell me how much they Really enjoyed and were inspired by that episode. So it shows, it makes sense. That's our most popular episode of 2022. So feel free to check those out. They're all going to be linked in the show notes, or of course, you could find them in wherever you're listening to this episode. And with that, that closes us out for 2022. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. This is truly a joy for me to make, and I hope that it is. Even half as enjoyable for you to listen to. Thank you for all of your kind words and for every rating, every review of this podcast. It really means so, so much to me to have that feedback, to know where you are, when you like to listen to this show. It's so, so special. So thank you. Merry Christmas to you. And I hope that you have a very happy new year, a great start to next year. And I'll be back here making more episodes next year. So now let's move to the final little joy of this year. This week's little joy is an annual tradition for me, but I don't know if I've ever shared about it on this podcast. So I tend to keep a journal slash planner. There have been years in the past when I've had A journal and a planner, but I like keeping it together because most of my calendar things are in a Google calendar because Josh and I keep it together. So I keep one thing which helps me with like a weekly schedule and like to do lists and stuff, and then whatever else you need a journal for. And I go looking for one every December because I switch with the new year. So it's easy for me to find things from past years. And I always, uh, am drawn to a particular color or a particular journal, and I don't plan it, but it happens every year, and then it just feels right, and I'm really excited about the journal that I got for next year. So, um, this year, for 2022, I had a journal that I got at Target, I'm pretty sure, It's by, yeah, it's by sugar paper and it's sort of like a mint green. Now it's kind of destroyed, honestly, (laughs) but it's filled with, um, schedules and lists and journal entries and all kinds of things. And it's really special. And so this year I was looking through Target again and I saw a collection of moleskin journals, which I haven't had a true moleskin journal for a couple years now because they're a little bit more of an investment and I am no longer in my bullet journal era, um, and so I thought, you know what, next year, I think I'd really like to get one that's a little bit higher quality than this year. Cause I could feel it, um, in the paper and in the cover and everything. So I went to Barnes and Noble because Barnes and Noble has a larger color selection. And I ended up getting a moleskin journal that is lined, not dotted. I couldn't tell you what the model of it is, but it's just like their classic, um, size it's the same 240 pages i believe but the color i was drawn to the most this year is a deep forest green and i realize that they're both shades of green but in the past several years it's been light green and then the year before it was pink and then the year before was like another like a mint moss green And then before that was gold for a few years. And that just felt like, yes, this is my year for this color. And I'm really excited about whatever Forest Green is saying about me. Um, I'll leave a a link to the exact one that I got in the show notes, but it feels really good. It's sturdy and all the pages, it's, the lines are very close together. I love that. You can fit a lot of lines on one page. Um... And that is going to be my my planner and my journal for the next year. It basically holds all of my thoughts and dreams and I can't wait to write in it. And finally, I would like to leave you with an album of music that has really been hitting home in a beautiful way. It is technically a Christmas album, but doesn't feel so much. It feels very wintry. The album is called If On A Winter's Night and it's by none other than Sting. I am not generally a humongous Sting fan. I have nothing against them and I love the police, but um, this album is gorgeous. It was released in 2009 and there are 15 tracks, uh, mostly written by other people. Like uh, There's a lot of folk tunes and like madrigals and hymns and I believe a couple of original tunes, but the arranging is so pretty. There's strings and cool plucky sounds and percussion and and voices in the background that are oh my goodness it's beautiful and it feels cold and it feels um yeah like you're walking through the forest in the snow that's what it feels like and honestly is the perfect album to transition from christmas into the week in between Uh, into the new year, into January and the rest of winter. It is stunning. Just like really beautiful inventive arranging and Sting's vocals really complement the whole thing. Again, it's called If on a Winter's Night, dot, dot, dot. Um, I'm gonna link it in the show notes. So feel free to check it out. I highly, highly recommend it. So that is it thank you so much for a lovely 2022 season. I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break, but I plan to be back on January 12th with the top books that I read in 2022. Um, I will be asking over on Instagram for your favorite books as well. So be sure to find me over there. And I think that's all there is to say. Thank you so much for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and a very, very happy new year. Thank you so much thank you for tuning in to this episode of life on the brink if you're enjoying these episodes please feel free to leave a star rating or even better leave a review on apple Podcasts to help spread the word For podcast show notes and extra inspirational posts throughout the week, head to the blog at lifeonthebrink.live. And if you'd like a little extra dose of inspiration in your life, sign up for the monthly newsletter, which lights up your inbox the first Friday of each month. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friends, you have a lovely week. Bye.